down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. episode 166 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is always Adam Camilleri, and it is an auspicious day. It is a glorious day to be one of the finest of the Emperor. The Emperor's finest, that is, because <laughs> we're doing the first half of the Codex Space Marine review that is coming out on the heels, like we're coming out, uh, this should be here the weekend after the pre-release. I think it's a two-week pre-release, so you should be able to order your good stuff and get it in your hot little hands and your codex. And you should be able to be listening to this while you do, at least into the second half of this as well. Um, as this is a pretty thick book and it did take over two hours to do the Tyranid Codex, which has way, way, way less data sheets to discuss and things of that note. Um, this will most likely be a two-week review. To that end, I've reached out to the WMD of the Australian 40K uh, scene. You may know him as Will Milton, but we know him as Big Willie M. Hello, mate. How you doing? Hey, mate, bloody pleasure to be here, and thanks for having me on. Keen to review this awesome new book that uh, we've got our hands on. Yeah, so we've got seven um, detachments. One, of course, is being the Gladius, which is mostly unchanged, so it actually is entirely unchanged, so we will not be talking about that at all. Refer to my Space Marine Index review if you want to hear about that one. But we have six juicy, juicy detachments to discuss, some awesome, some good, some middling, some pretty bonkers in places and or head-scratching. So we will discuss as many as we can get through in about an hour. And then whatever's left, plus the data sheets, will be coming next week. And I do have a, a couple of different guests lined up, especially to give some hot takes on uh, their view of this book. I think I've got Sam Procopio. I'm going to try and get Mitch Pelham to give us the Blood Angels and Space Wolf's insights in the part two next week for what they think is going to be the, the Codex non-compliant outcomes for this. And I think we're both in agreement that the non-Codex compliant chapters are getting a little more out of this. Yeah, definitely, man. I reckon the non-Codex ones have some uh, a bit of uh, depth and a bit more width compared to the standard societies, but we'll dive into it and break that open, I guess. We will indeed. If you want to hear more, we have a whole second part of this podcast that are being, being recorded directly after this, in which Big William and myself will be answering all the patron questions. If you want to get that second part or be involved and get your questions answered, go over to Patreon, uh, Art of War Down Under, join in, and you'll also be getting uh, the usual good stuff my Discord, all the other lameness and memery and chicanery that everyone has been enjoying for three damn years now. So thank you very much to everyone supporting me thus far. All right, mate, cracking the shoulders, rolling the neck. Let's get stuck in. First impressions, when you went through all these detachments, cover to cover, everything, every new rule that we were getting, and I somewhat am going to be hopefully be uh, pulling my weight here as something of a Space Marines expert myself. Um, What did you think? Look, Ben, I, I like this new book. I think it adds a lot of uh, width to the Astartes range. Uh, it gives them a lot more capabilities, uh, though it definitely does rein the damage in with the loss of uh, wound rolls on Oath of Moment uh, and some other key data sheets. So I, I think we'll have some interesting things to come about of like being able to redeploy better and move better and like, allow yourself to yeah get wider enhancements, but the actual one-hit focus damage is significantly reduced. And funnily enough, there's a lot of parallels that I can already make and things that I can already see GW doing, even though we've only seen two codexes. So the, the NIDS codex came out and didn't make a phenomenal splash. There wasn't an, any obvious build that was just so fundamentally better than everything else, like we saw when we saw um, the Gladius Task Force come out and we went straight to Desolators. There hasn't been anything that has come out of that book that was just like, oh my god, every unit can just ha- just has to have three by whatever units of this min-maxed into their armies. We haven't seen that out of NIDS, um, maybe Neuralictus, but... <laughs> 
you know, that's more of a just a value proposition rather than a bully unit or something that's going to dominate the game. And I don't know if we're going to see any of that out of this one either. I what I and I agree with you entirely. Like the Tyranid Codex, we're seeing a diversification of what you can play, but the overall power of the faction I don't think has increased if much, if at all. Um, in fact, by the time we come to the end of this and you and I have, have discussed what we've done for this week, I would not be surprised if I'm saying that overall, due to the change of armor of, uh, for, of Oath of Moment, the army has stayed the same or got slightly worse in power. But the, the amount of units and the viability of things in your army has gone up threefold, fivefold. Would that be yeah, safe to totally, say? Totally agree, man. Look, I, I yeah, think it's completely safe to say, and I think it's exciting because it means for the longer term, uh, you know, a 10th edition codex releases, if they stay along that uh, line, hopefully we don't get crazy power creep like we did in previous editions. Yeah. And also, you don't have a dominant archetype out of the out of the the book that floods and just makes everything, every other cool thing in your codex irrelevant. I'm thinking of the Sisters Codex of of Ninth Edition. You had some really cool, awesome stuff in that book. None of it got used because Bloody Rose was three times better than everybody, everything else. That's not what I want for not a tenth edition. And I think so far, that's kind of what we're seeing. Like, I mean, uh, with the, analyzing the the tyrannies so far. The synaptic nexus seems to be what people agreed is the better one, but I still see people playing three or sometimes, well, usually two or three different ones: the Vanguard, the Nexus, and um, the Invasion Fleet, the original. And I do, I would really expect to see the same out of this. Yeah, look, mate, I reckon we'll see the, those books develop a meta within itself of what's best. Mm. Uh, I imagine, looking at this briefly, this book and similar to that book, there's probably half the detachments are significantly, if not majorly, better than the other half. And then between them, the power levels are relative to each other. Uh, and, like, you can kind of play any of them. There will be some that are slightly better based on your meta, based on uh, your tables you're playing and what country, and if you're playing teams or if you're playing yeah, singles. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think it's cool to see, and hopefully at least a long-term diversity and list design and player factions. Exactly right. Uh, for those of you who have been listening with some consternation about the decline in audio in audio quality, I will let you know that I've received my brand-new super shiny and quite expensive microphone. I'm hoping the audio issues will be gone thereafter. So please leave some comments and let me know if things are better at all. If they're not, then I have other things I need to look into. And if they are better, cool thumbs up. And thanks for your time. Thanks for sticking around and continuing to listen. We'll be starting our review with the Army Rules. Oath of Moment has changed. It reads as thus, if your army faction is Asteptus Astartes, at the start of your command phase, select one unit from your opponent's army as you would right now. To the start of your next command phase, the enemy unit is your Oath of Moment target. Each model with ability makes it that attacks at a target with your Oath of Moment. You can re-roll the hit roll. Mm. It's been, half of its goodness have been removed, and i got to say, it, the better half has been removed. Definitely the better half. This this codex, while it does have a lot of twin link there, man, the, the re-roll, the wound roll on a lot of weapons is super important uh, mm -hmm. to get the melee damage in, to get that range damage in. And if you need to kill something big, like the codex actually struggles to get a lot of strength 10 or higher. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's kind of love to see what uh, people come up with to have options uh, to mitigate that. Um, I, I know that there's a few things there, but uh, and like things like aggressors still work, right? Because they've got twin link. Oh, for but, sure. um, yeah. Yeah, like it is definitely a bit of a hit here, uh, and th there is reroll access uh, in a few places. But it means that some characters, like uh, the Salamanders, like uh, Vulcan, and I uh, can't remember the other guy's name, but both of them give wound rerolls in specific situations. They go up in value. It provides a bit more value to base abilities that give wound rerolls that probably weren't as important before. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, like you said. Uh, um, also, I would say that this has made lethal hits one of the premium 
buffs we can mm. get now. Because we have the rerolls to hit, getting lethal hits and getting lethal hits off on a five or better um, has just made that the value of that gone through the roof. In addition, I'd say the anti-keyword has also gone through the roof as well because you don't have many pluses to wound are very rare as well. And rerolls to wound are extremely hard to come by. In fact, one data sheet probably next week we're going to talk about that has changed dramatically is the um, the lieutenant with combi weapon. We'll talk about him more then, but you might just have to take him because he gives you a reroll to wound. It might just be too good to leave at home. But um, and like we said at the start, this might be enough to just keep Space Marines around the same level that they are now power-wise. The fact that they've essentially lost, what, I, th- I think about a third of my output every turn was just the rerolls to wound from... Oath of Moment. I didn't really need to think about whether I was going to kill a thing if I had Oath of Moment on it. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'd have to agree. Like, I've been playing a lot of melee marines uh, post W2C, and I can say that using chain swords with, uh, even if you're winning on sixes or on fives and lances and gladius uh, and the mm. XRP, the rerolls to wound just punch up. And not having that anymore means that those type of units don't have that board presence and board control for threat projection into things like big nid monsters, which may be a bit of a struggle for this book now. Um, it, you know, it's still fine. Like, there's ways to get around it, and I think it's just going to lead to people having to think smarter rather than just going, uh, I'm going to focus this target down Yeah. Uh, currently as it currently is. Here's the one thing every turn I get to kill with my nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to <laughs> um, say, though, uh, Lieutenant Stonks are way up because they give yes. le- uh, lethal hits. So, lethal hits. yeah, maybe those are primarily lieutenants that we think we have, like, 11 of them now might be useful. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they it's, – it's all part of the plan, guys. <laughs> It's conspiracy. <laughs> All right. The first of the de- brand new detachments is the uh, Anvil Siege Force. Um, give us with the, give us the um, detachment rule there, mate. Shield of the Imperium. Uh, range weapons equipped by Adeptus Astartes models from your army have the heavy ability. That's pretty cool. If a weapon already had the heavy ability, each time it makes an attack with this weapon, if it remains stationary, add one to the wound roll. Not bad. Like, I mean, you think you think about it though, with the way the game is played, it can get a little awkward to try and figure this out. But I mean, we don't have any artillery outside um, desolators that already have a heavy, do we? Uh, I don't know if whirlwinds have heavy. I have to double check that. But I don't um, believe they do. Yeah. Look, it's yeah desolators, but desolators are down in the the bin a little bit, which is probably a good thing for the overall game. <laughs> yes, it is. But um, look, the thing is, and this is the Imperial Fist style army. There's a lot of uh, Gravis heavy tech stuff there. So it's interesting to see where this may apply because uh, a lot of those mm. Gravis models have heavy weapons. Um, but I'm sure we'll yes. get into that with the stratagems and whatnot. Well, so the best, the, already the best thing I can think about using with this is things arriving from Deep Strike or Strategic Reserve in your opponent's turn and then standing still in your turn. Um, that's already in my head the best way to utilize this. Without, I mean, we know that you walk into the open and you just like stand there like a mime, you're going to get blown up immediately, even in this less lethal edition of the game. So it's going to be interesting to see if anybody can figure out how to get around this enough to make it viable. Because I, I, is there anything you can think of in the game that allows you to remain, or sorry, to count as having remained stationary? Um, I believe there was something in this actual uh, suite of stuff in here. I'm just trying to double-check if there was, but we'll get into it. But I, I don't think in general there is mm. uh, over in the Archie game. Like, it, it's, it kind of leans away how to play 40k, sadly, as a detachment yeah. rule, because you need the movement, right? You've got to move onto objectives. You've got to move to do actions. You've got to move to have threat. And staying still means if you've moved out into the open early, uh, your opponent generally gets to shoot you first, and you, you initiate that trade on, on the back foot then. Um 
that, you know, there might be a way around this. Like, the whirlwinds look all right for this stuff that's indirect. Uh, anything with quite long range, like looking at las cannons and stuff. But um, we'll, we'll have to see, man. Like, I think this yeah, is sure. one of the, 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 the base attachment rules that, that are cool, but uh, it's going to require a little bit of finesse to get it rolling. Mm. All right, just with all other detachments we have seen so far in the game, everyone in here comes with a suite of four enhancements and six stratagems. One of the stratagems in every single one of these detachments is Armor of Contempt. I'm gonna we're gonna read it out once when we get to it, just so you, people who may not have you know may just be joining us when the codex is coming out knows what it is, and then we will not be mentioning it again. But the first of the enhancements is Indomitable Fury, is for Gravis models only. The first time the bear is destroyed, roll one d6 at the end of the phase. On a two plus, set the bear back up on the table as close as possible to where it was destroyed, and not within engagement range of any enemy units with its full wounds remaining. We are starting to see these type of effects become very valuable, mate. How do you think it's going to go? Yeah, look, I really love these effects. Like, we've seen it to great effect with the Phoenix Gem in Eldar up until, like, you know, recently, and yep. people are still talking it. Um, standing back up is always useful because if you kill someone shooting, they get to back up, get back up, and you have to charge them. So you have to commit a second unit. Kill them in melee, they get to stand back up. It means you probably get an extra point of ball control or objective control uh, if you haven't got something that's holding that objective there already. Um, however, I will say it is Gravis only, and the Gravis Captain's pretty tough, which is actually solid, but. The, the problem here is marine units, generally you want your characters attached to them. You don't want them solo. And I, like You could run a solo Gravis Captain, but mm -hmm. it, it, it just leads to some interesting play. I, I think it's cool uh, and it's useful, but we'll have to see how the other enhancements play and if it's better than the others. Yep, I'll run you 20 points for the privilege. If this was not Gravis, I would say this is fantastic. The fact that it's Gravis, I'm scratching my head trying to figure out how it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. I would find the cheapest thing I can scrap a, a, a jump pack to or make infiltrate. Slap it in the middle of the board for a cleanse or in my opponent's deployment zone for scanners. Sorry, uh, teleport homers. Let it die. Get it back up. Get some more points. Um, what's the next one? Fleet Commander. It's a oh. captain model only. My favorite. We're going to draw a line, <laughs> boys. We're going to draw a line. Let's go. So uh, for those who remember Orbital Bombardment, I believe it's pretty similar to that, but it's a little bit different. So uh, once per battle, at the start of the shooting phase, you can select one point on the battlefield and place a marker on that point. At the start of your next shooting phase, place another marker on the battlefield within 12 of the center of the first marker. Then draw a straight line between the center of each of those markers and roll 1d6 for each unit the line passes over. On a 3+, the unit suffers D3 mortal wounds and both markers are then removed. Yeah, interesting, Trans right? So... Oh. This is um, like so. We had the line guns from Ninth Edition with like Morty's um, lantern and, and like you had conversion beamers and whatnot, and mm -hmm. they were interesting. But this is probably a slightly worse version because, like, yes, you get some more agency in the ability to pick a point and then another point within twelve. But it, it's on a D six on a three plus, and it's only D three mortals, so it's it's okay. Um, but realistically, what are you hitting that? is going to do D3 models on 3+, plus. that's actually that good, really. It's kind of, yes. it's very thematic. I like that for the, the, the way of this theme of this siege force, but I don't know, man. What do you think? I think it is trash on every level, <laughs> and have yet to make one of these that's worth taking. And I still love that they persist. I adore their persistence. <laughs> Me but too. they all suck. <laughs> they all, if you draw a line or place a marker and then have to wait a turn for it to do anything, the ability sucks. I'm sorry. I it, it fundamentally the only one that I thought was okay was the um, the Death Strike last edition, which was an absolute meme. But you, the fact is, you could choose not to fire the missile and and remove the the the, um, the token again. So you could kind of use it to harass and corral people away from points yeah. on the table, and that has a lot of psychological value. This just. <laughs> 
<laughs> it sucks so bad. I love it. The fact that it's not even automatic. The fact that it's not guaranteed. Yeah. So it's, uh, what is it, 15 points? Yeah, 15 points. And it's not guaranteed mortal wounds. It's still, it's still a two-thirds chance. <laughs> just, yeah. Look, I'm just going to stand there and tank this. Unless it's like I've yeah. got one model and you're trying to kill that. That's about the only time it might be useful. But, again, it's only on yeah. three plus. So, you yeah. know. Correct. If you were playing an entire artillery army, like you were, you were willing to spend 600 points on three by five desolators, three whirlwinds, you know, no thunderfire cannons anymore. They don't exist. So, oh. so that's actually all of it. That's all of the artillery you can possibly take. Yeah, cool. Add this in. It's just another thing you can you can do um, to somebody who you can't see. So I guess I guess adding to that is not a bad idea. Uh, Stoic Defender is up next. Um, Adeptus Start is model only. While the bearer is leading unit, models in the unit have a six-up feel-no-pain. While they're within range of an objective marker you control, and while that unit is battle-shocked, halve the OC um, of models in that unit instead of changing it to, to zero. So I wish it said half rounding up. Yeah. If, if, if I'm OC1, am I OC.5? I would have I to know. check. I, I don't know how the modifiers work for this because it's if it's characteristic, right, it would follow the rules of you would round, but I'm not yeah. 100%. Um, I'm yeah. assuming you would, you would stay at OC1. If you're OC1 Probably. and you're Battleshocked, you stay at OC1. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would the, be the, anything, anything else is stupid. The, the real thing here, realistically, is the six-up film of pain. Um, on a on a Gravis unit, it, like or something, which is this is leading this way, uh, like yep. with your Gravis captain and whatnot, like this is not bad. Um I don't think anything can lead centurions. It'd be awesome on centurions. Um, but you know, we've we've had this on last edition, previous editions, like Iron Hands, Hands had a six up feel no pain army wide, and this on one unit is definitely always helpful to just get that extra bit of durability, especially on uh, two wound and three wound models. Uh, we occasionally take that extra bit of multi damage out mm-hmm. and take a one less save. But yeah, like it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. So yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, it it also is don't know how many points. Um, apologies, it is 15 points. So it's not okay, that's, pretty cheap. that's pretty good. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Yep. Uh, give us the last one. Architect of War, Adeptus Society's model only, which is nice, so it can be anything. While the Barrier's leading unit, ranged weapons equipped by this model, in the models in this unit have ignores cover. There's the ignores cover Oof. you were asking about earlier, mate. Now Oof. that is cool. That is very, very good. How um, much points is that one, mate? That one is the expensive one at 25, which is okay. totally fair. It's easily the best yeah. one. It's valid. Like, for things that you will be shooting with uh, to lead that ignores cover, you'll be looking at, like, aggressors as the primary one. Um, sadly, a lot of the torrent weapons already ignore cover, right, because they have torrent, um, so you don't really need it on that. But, like, a lot of the bolter stuff, maybe some stern guard, though stern guard have yep. gone down in value slightly now. Um, look, there's a lot of shooting units in this marine army that are okay on foot, but uh, a lot of the shooting actually is coming from the vehicles at the moment. So, uh, yeah, like, yeah. it's got options. I like it. It's a good buff, so you should take it if you're taking this, and uh, especially if you're standing still. Yep, I totally agree. I mean, I can... I mean, I'm envisioning... Because you can still take 10-mans um, for uh, Gravis Intercessors, yeah? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, Chunky Boy Intercessors. So you, you take 10 of those, you give them 6 up for no pain on an objective, you give them Ignore's Cover, and then they stand still, get heavy, and plus one to wind. And then they can kind of kill most things uh, pretty well. And put a, put a, yeah. a, that, that's what this that's what is, this is telling me I want to do. Is that good? No. <laughs> we'll, wait, we'll wait to see oh, the points. We'll I, see, don't we'll think it, I don't think it's amazing. Um, yeah. All right. Armor Contempt. I'm just going to read this one now. Get it out of the way. One CP. Your opponent's shooting phase or the fight phase just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. One attempts to start a unit from your army that was selected as a target of one or more of those units' attacking attacks. To the end of the phase, each time an attack targets 
your unit worse than the AP characteristic of that attack by one. And that is in every single one of these detachments. So there's only really going to be five that are going to be reading for every single one going forward. Give us the next one, mate. Rigid Discipline. Rigid Discipline. So it's one CP, and it activates at the end of the fire phase. And you target one Adeptus Astarte unit from your army that is within engage range of one or more units. You can immediately... Fall back six inches, or up to six inches, and when making that move, you must end that move wholly within your deployment zone or within range and objective marker. Um, that is a bloody awesome strat, because anything yes. that gets movement in your opponent's turn that then allows you to, I don't know, fall back and shoot, essentially, or just gets to flank yep. to a maneuver or flank yep. to an objective is amazing. That's very cool. I think this is a phenomenal stratagem. The, so the first thing I thought of was that, okay, someone's walking at you with 20 Necron Warriors, and you can't really stop them like, if you stand on the objective, they just walk on the objective and take it off you. You use your unit to wall them off from getting onto it, and then at the end of the fight phase, you walk back onto it, and then start your command phase, I don't know, score some points, or end of their, they don't score points in their command phase. Um, it, there's a lot of cool jank ability from this. I think it's amazing. Yeah, using the ability to essentially absorb as charge on a screen, and if the screen lives, yeah. and instead of trying to get a desperate breakout, if they try and block it and whatnot, you can just fall it back and get it away. Like that's that's immediately that's amazing. I reckon that's awesome. Yeah, I reckon it's baller. All right, next one is not one step backwards. Lol, that the, the previous one is literally all about stepping backwards. This next <laughs> one is not one step backwards. One CP in your command phase. Uh, one infantry unit from your army within range of an objective marker. Until the end of the turn, double the OC characteristic of models in your unit, but it must remain stationary this turn. So it must get value from your Shield of the Imperium ability, is what you've told me. One CP, and it must use the Shield of the Imperium ability. It must, <laughs> must become heavy. Um, but the command phase means you can just be like, well, do it before you score your primary, and you score more primary. This is a great strat. Yeah, look, I think it's really cool. I guess the, the question here is, is must mean you cannot move at all, or does it mean if you... Like, you can move, but then you lose the OC control. I believe it would be the first option. Um, I believe it's but, the first option. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of locked in position, but it's not too bad, especially if you're trying to, like, block off an objective where you are fighting over the center and you're both OC heavy. Uh, and mm. if you've got an Ancient in your squad, and then, you know, you get to, say, you're taking heavy intercessors or something along the troop slot or previous troop slot, yep. you get battle line now. Um, you get OC3, you get OC up again. Like, that's pretty good. That's not too bad. Well, dude, the fact is it's not plus one, it's double. So, like, an industry is OC2 to OC4. That yeah. It is wild. It is really quite wild that it's one CP to double. Um, yeah. I rate dude, that OC, one. OC5 intercessors, if you have an Ancient in there, that's pretty wild. Dude, yeah. Terminators with an Ancient. Yeah, OC4. Um, yeah, pretty good. Uh, all right, next one's yours. Yeah, no threat too great. Okay, no threat too great. Awesome. Uh, so it's two CP, so it's a bit on the expensive side. I think it's the... Nope, there is another two CP, so it's one of the two CP strats in this attachment. Uh, in your shooting phase, one Adeptus Astarte uh, unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot yet. Until the end of the phase, each time the model in unit makes a range attack against a monster or vehicle unit, you can reroll the wound roll. Now, we've already had this in Oaths, but you get to pick where this goes... <laughs> So it's it's pretty good, but it's only a yeah. monster and vehicle. But you know, there's a lot of monsters and vehicles around at the moment, so well, it's not a bad strat. In all honesty, we've never really struggled in the in the infantry killing department in this book. Even even without oath, I was I was rarely oath like yeah. I was rarely oathing you know infantry targets unless I was just it was just to make sure it died to desolators or thunderfires or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think this is unfortunately uh, a high value. It's funny that we're paying two CP for something we just used to have. Uh, it is also to, good to note when the battle tactic stratagems rock up, and this is one. That. <laughs> so you can make this uh, what free and or double it up. 
Yeah, yeah, you can make it free and double it up, which is actually really good, right? So it, it means that you're leaning in towards having your captains and stuff. Um, yeah. Now, what can you... like? Again, this is very useful for, like, aggressives. They already have Twin Link, though, so you're really using it for, like, this to- the top bombs. I'm sure I think about what that's actually useful for. Um, from shooting. I mean, eradic- eradicators don't use it. Um. <laughs> eradicators get re-rolls. Um, yeah. Or, I'm trying to think about what else is there. Maybe, like, uh, d- uh, Devastators and Desolators. I know Desolators yep. are kind of on the down, yep. but, you know, like, the, those Dude. heavy units that want to stand still, it's still useful Assault. there. Assault. No, it's, it's just Dev Centurions. De- five Dev Cents just mm. lolling on people. That would be pretty funny. Yeah, that would be. Definitely. If only. Uh, next swap is uh, Battle Drill Recall. This is one CP. It happens in your shooting phase. One adapted starters unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot. To the end of the phase, ranged weapons equipped by models in your unit have sustained its one ability. If you remain stationary, you crit on fives with those units. So if you remain stationary, you are heavy and or heavy and plus one to wound. You now have a sustained hits ones that are happening on fives. And then, I mean, if you had a apothecary in your unit, sorry, a lieutenant or apothecary biologist, you are, you know, got lethal hits as well. You know, I don't know at the moment, this is another a combo piece that could end up being pretty significant. This is awesome, man. I like it. it. The caveat of having to remain stationary again is leaning into the Anvil Siege Force, but and, and like I don't personally like that remaining stationary nah. component. But the crit, anything that crits on fives on hits, especially with Oath still being full hit rerolls mm. and a number of other units having full hit rolls when they're at full strength or enemy units are at full strength or on objectives and whatnot, this is still good. Um, but it, it's essentially you got to post up and try and get to a point where your opponent uh, kind of has to come out into the open. Uh, I will say though, the sustained hits one. For one CP, still very good. Like I, I yeah, would still use yeah. that quite often, right? Like even if yeah. you're moving and like whatnot. Like again, aggressors, anything with lots of bolts, like uh, bolters, they're pushing it. Anything with a weight of fire with sustain hits one is awesome. Totally agree. All right, what's the last one? Uh, Hail of Vengeance. Now that is a very cool name. Uh, this is also <laughs> two CP, and it's a strategic ploy stratagem. Uh, when your opponent's shooting phase, uh, just after an enemy has resolved attacks, one Adeptus Astartes unit from your army that has one or more models destroyed as a result of the unit attacking, you can shoot it as if it was your shooting phase, but you must target that enemy unit when doing so, and you can only do so if that enemy unit is an eligible target. 2CP, shoot back. That's kind of cool. That's very cool. And it fits the, I'm going to go out there and uh, get hit, and if you don't get hit too hard, you get to punish them because you're standing still and punish that unit that shot you. That's actually really cool. So, does you not moving in there? Do you get heavy essentially when you shoot back? Is what I'm trying to figure out. I believe so because I believe you, so. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just double check the heavy keyword, but um, yeah, I believe you would because uh, it is. Is it the the movement phase or your movement phase? If it's your yes. movement phase, you don't. If it's if it's the previous movement phase or the movement phase, I think you do. Just double checking. Um, Remain stationary this turn. So yes, you, you good. You would. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's that is good. So you're better at shooting in their turn. <laughs> anyway, uh, as for the entire package that the Anvil Siege Force brings to you, unfortunately, like like we said, the, the boss that it gives you are very good. They're very good strides and very yeah. good boss. They're all predicated on doing something that you do not want to do in the game at the moment, which is be still, be targetable. Like, you have to... So, okay, just thinking about it fundamentally. Uh, to shoot something in the game at the moment, at least, uh, we're talking at a competitive level on, ve- on the very dense tables that we have to play with on this in this this competitive game. Um, your opponent has to have walked out to a unit that was already for you there. You have to have survived their turn because usually when you walk out onto an objective, you can't see anything 
on your most, or if you can see something, it's negligible five scouts, something that doesn't care, or it's got loan up or stealth, and it's some nonsense piece that you're trading up and up into or down into, or it's negligible either way. And then you have to stand there, survive through their turn, and shoot back at something meaningful. The amount of times that is going to happen, uh, very low. Yeah. Look, unless it's like, uh, I don't know, Botan are up on the rise. You could see them yeah. drop out some Thunderkin, but they're going to wipe you. Like, the Marines aren't super tough. Correct. They're cool. They're tough. But you have to pop. You have to have that 6 feeling the pain. You have to have AOC and maybe even, like, a Libby in the squad to, mm. you know, give you the 4-up invun. Like, you, you're still Marine bodies. You're still the, the jack-of-all-trades standard. And unless you have something incredibly tough, like, the, leading into that Gravis thing and trying to get that going, um, just don't know if it's enough to survive to then have anything yeah. to shoot back and push on from that. But we'll see. I really wish that there was a strat in here or an enhancement that lets you use counters remaining stationary. Uh, one CP to counters remaining stationary, or if you move at half your movement, you count as having remained stationary or something like that, just to give you a little bit to, to keep you engaged and to keep these detachment rules actually relevant. Because that's this right now. I just I am looking at this as if are these strats and enhancement good enough when I'm not getting the detachment rule, when I'm not getting heavy and plus one to wound. Because the amount of times that's going to happen is nowhere near the amount of times I'm going to be slapping down CPs from here and trying to get value from the things I can. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I would love that. if you Actually, honestly, if you had a strat that lets you stand still, and I, I genuinely thought they may have, um, that would have been amazing. Like, the amount they of should. ability to have... Like, they, they would have made this detachment actually very good. And it would have been, wouldn't have been yeah. overpowered. It just would have been a very viable option at that point. Mm. All right. Uh, next up is the Iron Storm Spearhead, which is the, of course, the Iron Hands-esque uh, detachment. The Armored Wrath's detachment rule reads as thus, once per base for each unit in your army, you can reroll one hit roll, one wound roll, or one damage roll made from a model in that unit. And it pretty much, you know, it's going to be that wound roll now because we don't have it anywhere else anymore. <laughs> It's, uh, I'd say it's a bit of a discount Eldar detachment rule, but it is yes. very, very good. Uh, and man, the wound roll, yes, I totally agree, especially for those uh, one-shot weapons or two-shot weapons yeah. on yeah. also executioners or gladiator. But the damage as well, there's a lot of D6 plus X damage at the moment. Um, and if you get a wound and it goes through and you've rolled a one, like sometimes people spend CP on that, you don't have to do that. That's actually pretty good. So well, it's I actually rate it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I a agree. good detachment rule. Uh, what's uh, the first of the enhancements? Yeah, enhancement. So we have uh, Target Augury Web, which is an aura. Uh, it goes on a Tech Marine only model, which I believe a few of these are like that. Um, and while a friendly Adeptus Astarte vehicle is within six inches of the bearer, the weapons on that vehicle have the lethal hits ability. Now that is quite cool. That is a very solid buff to uh, already good army and already get already good chassis. How many points would you pay for such a thing, sir? Or like 20, maybe? How much is yeah. it? Yeah, 40. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not cheap. <laughs> no. That's because uh, uh, G-Dub is uh, cleverly pricing auras at a huge premium. Mm. Anything that's an aura with a relevant buff, it just gets a premium now, just almost a double. Because the fact is, that how many vehicles could you have? Usually something like this would be joining a unit and only giving it to a squad. Yeah, This yeah. could have three ballistas and three redemptive dreads in range of it. Technically, to, no. to be fair, like in my thinking, I was still thinking of ninth edition, like where you pick one within six. Um, yeah. Everything within six at 40 points is actually quite valid, to be fair. Like that is actually a solid buff. Like if Gladiator, Gladiator Reapers with Twin Link naturally, with like Ooh. all those shots and lethal, they actually yep. start bringing down stuff pretty heavily, with it, especially on an Oath target. Like I, that's pretty solid. So it's mm. respectable. Very good, very good enhancement. All right, next one is the Flesh is Weak. Um, the Bear has a Feel, feel No Pain 4 plus ability. 
So you just get one heckin' chonker. It's uh, not bad. It's not bad either. Uh, which one was that? Da-da-da-da. Flesh's week is 15 points. Again, grab his captain. Uh, yep. Isn't bad for this because he has damage reduction. Um, so, yeah, pretty pretty good there. Uh, yeah. Next up. Adeptus, oh, Adept of the Omnisire. Uh, Omnisire, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Tech Marine model only. So another one, Tech Marine. Uh, once per battle round, when a saving throw is failed for a friendly Adeptus to start his vehicle within six of the bearer, you can change the damage characteristics of that to zero. That is very, very good. Because it is yes. not before the save, you know how much they've done. And if you're getting hit yes. by a D6 weapon and they roll a one, you're like, oh, I'll let it go through. Then they roll a six, you're like, nah, mate, that's zero. Say goodbye to that. That is very solid. I think it's extremely good. I think this, considering the previous, the, the target augury is also is, is legitimately a, one of the first true build-around enhancements that mm. I've seen, apart from Bolter Discipline for Marines. Um I think this. I think this is phenomenally good. This is very really good. good. How many points uh, is this, mate? Adept of the Omnisire. Sorry, I've got a big list of them, and they're not generally. They're not in order. Twenty-five points. That's that's, that's fine. pretty good. That's very that's good. Fine. That's very good. Yeah, I'd pay twenty-five points for a uh, CP reroll or a CP zero on a save a turn, essentially. So yeah, correct, because that's exactly right. Perfect, perfect way of describing what it is. Uh, Master of Machine War Aura. It's an aura. Um, while a friendly vehicle is in six of the bearer, is eligible to shoot even if it fell back or advanced. So wow. that means it had to have advanced into the aura to be able to shoot. So that makes it a bit a bit weird, or it had to fall back into the aura to shoot. You can't be in the aura and then leave the aura and think you're going to shoot, yeah? Yeah, you'd have to. Like, you could go with it, right? Like, the aura character could be... Correct, yeah. Like, yeah. moving up in a, a castle. Wink, mm-hmm. wink, nudge, nudge. This is not what this is leaning towards at all, right, guys? <laughs> no, no, um, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, you know, uh, stacking, it's another aura ability. Um, And, man, like, having fallback and shoot at fallback... Sorry, an advance and shoot gives you that uh, mobility that we were talking about. That is incredibly important for playing high level forty k. Yeah, um, agreed. Uh, so. Twenty points as well. So this actually is pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's that's good. Very good. Three of these enhancements, I think, are very takeable. I mean, target augury web is if you have built your list and have the. And I think you're either starting the list with this in mind, or you're seeing if you got sixty left at the end. You're not. There's no real ooh, uh, maybes about it. It's either in there or it probably isn't for the first yeah. one. But then, like the last two, um, they're making a save to a zero. So making a damage, zeroing a damage, and then fall, the fallback are both very takeable. Look, man, I honestly think it's you You take three. Or else you take Adept, you take uh, Master of the Machine War, and you take Target Augury Web because they just synergize so well together, especially yeah. with Armored Wrath. You, just, you get to create this amazing castle of vehicles, tech marines supporting it. So... Uh, all the Iron Hands esque lists out there, starting at nineteen fifteen, because you put an eighty five into, into enhancements. <laughs> oh no, it. the uh, Iron Hands uh, dread lists are back again. <laughs> Dude, uh, legitimately, I don't think I, I think triple redemptor, triple ballistas could be a list. Like, I, could, I, could agree. I be totally list. agree. Dude, yeah. the freaking ballistas loves this detachment rule. Having so few high quality shots, one reroll to hit to wound or damage, beautiful. Um, Very good. First of the strats, unbound conviction, one CP happens in your command phase. Sorry, command phase, um, not the, not sorry, not yours. The uh, one unit from your army that's below starting strength. To the end of the turn, you can ignore any or all modifiers to its characteristics and or any roll tests made for it, including modifiers to saving throws. What is this? How does this actually translate on the battlefield, mate? Give people the TLDR. So. Say you're taking vehicles, like this is leading to, 
Below starting strength is you take one wound. Um, and I believe, uh, I could be wrong here, but does uh, OC count as a modifier for when you take Battle Shock? Because <laughs> if you're, I gotta double check this. I only just thought about this a second. But if your opponent walks onto objective and they shock, oh, your battle shock, I'm gonna shock one model on there to stop you from scoring it. Do you get then get to spend this strat to get that back? I don't know. I gotta double Dude, check. Possibly. That. Yeah, yeah. But like the big thing here is when vehicles and uh, big things and whatnot get under half strength, um, you get the minus one to hit right. Uh, and this immediately, or oh, sorry, it's a third. Apologies. So they uh, get to ignore that modifier. If you're looking at anything that has any damage characteristics depending on where you're playing, like your TO rules mm -hmm. on that. Like I know WTC ruled that it did ignore damage uh, reduction. Uh, UKTC, I believe, is yep. against that. So it depends on what you're doing. But this is very good because it ignores anything. It's minus one to wound, minus one to hit. Uh, any yeah. movement modifiers like a night spinner, uh, which is amazing for this meta. This is a very good strat, man. Um, wow, granted, you have to take damage, it. though. But still yeah. okay. It's the, only, it's the only issue. If it was just like one CP and you could just do this Regardless, it would be super, super good. As it is, the TNC on it is actually kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, and, and the next one in phase too, as well. It is either either. I like that a lot. Um, Armor contempt is the next one. So moving over it, uh, the next one is mercy is weak. Give us yep. a lowdown. Mercy is weakness. So it's one CP. It is another battle tactics. Uh, the previous one as well was. Um, yep. So when you're shooting phase or the fight phase, so both phases are very good. Uh, one adept is a Stardis unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight this phase. Uh, until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack that targets a unit below starting strength, that attack has sustained hits one ability. And when making such an attack, if that vehicle, if that model is a vehicle, a successful unmodified, unmodified hit rolls of five account as criticals. Now that Ooh. is amazing. Ooh, that is quite good. I mean, obviously you go straight. Yeah, you go straight to like Gladiator Reboot, but who already has this against infantry, so they don't stack. Um, mm. Well, that has sustained two actually, but uh, something like a Repulsor that has it's just the Dacker brick. It's just the brick of Dacker. This starts yeah. to get really, really saucy. This also is another way to get that semi Gladius aggressive brick, right? Yes, it gives you sustained. You get the lethal, I guess, if you have a lieutenant attached, and you got yep. oath for the reroll, and they just have to be below starting strength. Because if it's a if it's an enemy unit, they have to lose one model. If it's a vehicle, you get the crits on fives, and you start punching. It's actually maybe even be better. Uh, I, probably not because of the the way the characters work, but it allows mm. you to apply this in multiple different places along the battlefield and at two different units in the same turn if you have a captain in there, which is awesome. Yeah, I like this a lot. I think this is a pretty pretty good strat. Once again. A you know, just could just be sustained one for one CP, and that we already described that as a decent going rate for such a such a buff. Um, Vengeful Animus is up next, one CP. Uh, any phase just after and Deputy Stardis vehicle modifying your army with the deadly demise ability is destroyed. Yes, I know where this is going. Um, you can use this stratagem even though it has uh, just destroyed and should, you know, you can't usually use your stuff on stuff that's dead. And you don't roll to see whether it explodes. It does the explodes and deadly demises, these things. Regardless, so one CP auto explode is back, baby. It is very good uh, to have that because sometimes you know you you, you uh, get into combat and you got your redemptor, you got something on your objective that just dies, and the unit come that comes in and gets on the point and they're very weak. They may be weak from combat back or whatnot, and then mm -hmm. you die, uh, and you blow up and you wipe them off the point, or you kill something that has to take battle shock in their turn and they might lose the OC. Like very handy little in your back pocket strategy to have, and I'm yeah. always useful. At some point, someone, maybe me, is going to be going through every single vehicle data sheet on this to find the cheapest thing that explodes 
the mostest. To see, is, is there any? Uh, we'll see if there's anything that explains for D6 in the, in the new book that uh, is cheap enough to warrant suicidal actions, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> um, and that one is an epic deed. So not a battle tactic. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, I keep thinking it's the colors. It's the kind of dark green is the battle tactics. It should be the colors. Uh, that would be awesome. It should be the colors of the the bands. That would make a lot of sense. Anyway, give us the next one. Uh, the next one is Ancient Fury. Very cool name. Also an epic deed stratagem. It is just one CP in your command foes. One Adeptus Astartes Walker model. Until the end of your next command phase, improve your model's toughness, save, leadership, objective control by one, and each time that model makes an attack, add one to the hit roll. This is bloody awesome. Um, you know, your Adeptus are looking pretty good in this. Uh, Ballista's looking pretty good in this. Even um, Brutalis with this is very solid going into that. And uh, this just takes it up another kick. And uh, we've, we've had this uh, stratagem in Knights uh, in, with the yeah. Armages. I like using it. I know it's once per game, but you can use the big ones, the small ones. Dude, the, the, most of those dreads are on a 2-plus save. This takes them to a 1-up, technically. Up. Correct. And you can AOC as well. Um, and you it's get cover. The toughness. Increasing toughness, man. It is yeah. so good. It, uh, you, can, you can just be playing some in some armies where that's just a break point. Where you're just like, ah. Threes to fours. So it's essentially, it could just be minus one to wound. Minus one to well. wound, plus one save. If you're versing yeah. like, um, what, like uh, what do you call it? The fire prisms, for example, Eldar is still very yeah. prevalent. Yeah. The AP4, and you get cover. So, you know, you're already Straight down up. to AP3, down <laughs> yeah. to two up. And then, yeah, it's essentially done AP1. Like if you use AOC, yeah. that's pretty wild. And plus one to hit never hurts, right? It's always good. Well, the, it, essentially, because you got—I mean—you're playing this, you're going to have a techie uh, at least for the enhancement. So one techie is giving out BS to plus BS to one guy, and one CPing, stratting it onto another one, and you can just have just a lot, a lot of extra goodness. And we're hitting on twos with one reroll to hit just means you most likely have that reroll for the wound roll, for the damage roll, yeah, for the other things. It's—I uh, think that is a phenomenal stratagem. And praise right. be, it's not a battle tactic because you would be building that in. <laughs> You would be 100%. Would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Power of the Machine Spirit is the last one. It is an epic deed. Uh, it's in your, your opponent's shooting phase just after an enemy unit has resolved his attacks. One Adeptus Astartes vehicle unit from your army that was reduced to below half strength as a result of its attacks. You can choose if you're your shooting phase, but must target the enemy unit. So it's shoot back again. It's one CP shoot back with the term and condition that you must be below half strength and not dead. So... Um, I'm not sure about this one. It's probably it's, it's, really it's good. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's probably good. really good. The, the problem you have here is a lot of people aren't going to try and undercommit resources to something. Yeah. Um, so the ballpark between you not living and living depends on the allocation of your opponent primarily rather than you. So it's it's good. It's good to have, especially when you need it. But yeah. when becoming below half strength is difficult because... If someone's going to drop, again, like fire prisms on you, like you get two shots, there's six damage. Uh, unless you're like a redemptor, like you're going to, mm-hmm. if you fail both, you're dead type of thing. Like yeah. a lot of yeah. these things are two wounds and like you don't have feel no pains on a lot of this stuff. So it doesn't have that ability to try to absorb that. So it's good. Um, it'll probably come up more where you're versing like D6 damage weapons uh, that are trying to hunt uh, mech. Uh, still very good though. I like it. Very thematic. I wish it was just shoot on death. It was just one CP shoot on death because you have to be below half, but above dead. (laughs) It's just, it's just not that often. (laughs) To be honest, man, that actually might be for one CP, one CP shoot on death is actually might be be a little bit too good, but it fits the detachment and this detachment 
is a awesome package, I reckon, man. What do you think? I think it is really good, especially with the points reductions that we got on every single uh, chunky uh, dread chassis. So the mm. Ballistus, the Redemptor, the Brutalis, all being priced to be takeable. The, the Brutalis, uh, possibly better in some some other detachments, and Phantom Charge is pretty freaking good there. But I could really see Triple Ballistus, Triple Redemptor being used in this combination, and that, I think, is a strong list at the moment. Um, this is... Very powerful. Uh, when you add up everything that you get with this, uh, I think this is a v- a probably one of the middling detachments because it's so um, pushing such a hard skew and a skew mm. that can be. Well, my biggest issue with all the the new dreads is the sheer amount of board they require to be functional. They're so yeah. freaking big. They're so unwieldy, and they're not that quick. This um, also is leaning into a shooting army, right? Yeah, um, which is good. And shooting armies, this is a shooting edition, everyone. Like, I'm, I hope you're all aware of that. Yeah. Uh, and melee has on the downfall, but it, it does mean on the new base sizes, especially on the heavier terrain boards, this could have yeah. a few problems there. Um, but it has a staying power because it's vehicles. Uh, and yeah. the other thing is the advance and shoot and the fall back and shoot uh, is still very solid. So, like, it, it has a lot of tools in its uh, kit. And, and I like it, man. I think it's awesome. Um, it might not be the best, but it's still very solid. And it brings back the Dread Castle, and everybody loves playing Dreads, uh, like with them especially. So yeah. uh, look, even like a Reaper Castle, like, sorry, a Gladiator Castle, Gladiator Castle. is something yeah. that we get to see here potentially. Yeah, dude, tri- Triple Redemptor, Triple Gladiator would be pretty, pretty good. Dude, Triple Repulsor Executioner could even be a thing. Like maybe yeah, that's man. the thing that unlocks a little bit more of this army when you're toting around a couple of little OC bombs to, to go into the objectives for you. That's um, it. Anyway. All right, um, on to the next one, which is the Firestorm Assault Force. And this out of the gates looks like the one that can emulate the things we've been we've been doing so far for Space Marines the most. And that's the thing that we also, like, as a, as a community and as a, a player base, we're always attracted, like, I've been playing this awesome 2,000-point army. What's the, what's the thing that I can play the, with the closest to what I've been playing? And this is it, and it looks real good. And, of course, this is the Salamanders one. For those curious, the Firestorm one, of course it is. The detachment rule is close range eradication. Range weapons equipped by Adeptus Astartes models from your army have the assault ability, and each time an attack made with such a weapon targets a unit within 12, add one to the strength of that attack. Real, real, real good. Pretty cool. How much better is assault than heavy? Just just quickly. I wonder. Now, one of those things <laughs> that we need to do around the board, and that's move. And what does assault allow you to do? Advance and shoot. And there's no penalty like last mm-hmm. edition. You don't get minus one to hit. So let's say you want to get within 12 inches out of, I don't know, a land raider, and then you get plus one to your strength on multiple different shooting things. That's pretty good. Like Flamers are pretty good within 12, but this doesn't exclusively mean Flamers. This does lean mm. towards it. Uh, there's a lot of other weapons like, I don't know, Plasma... Uh, what are they called? Plasma incinerators on like Hellblasters. Yes. Yes. Um, on the Inceptors that drop three inches away. This is a very cool rule and it'll apply to a lot of things. Even like, again, Dreadnoughts, man. Like, you get those Laz Cannons potentially up to strength 13 if you're coming from Strat Reserve close yeah, to man. the night or something. Yep. And you're wounding a plus yep. one a wound, essentially. Very cool rule. Very, very thematic, very interesting for the Salamander style of play. And we'll dive into it, but there's there's a lot of cool combinations of the flame stuff as well. Agreed. All right, first up is of the enhancements, Champion of Humanity, Tacticus model only. Um, so that just means regular old power armor, right? Primaris be- power armor. Uh I believe the split between Primaris and uh, Firstborn is pretty much gone. It's pretty this. much gone. That's that is correct. Yeah. That is correct. So um, I don't know if this applies to Gravis as well. I believe it does, but yeah. 
While the bearer is leading a unit, models in that unit can ignore any role modifiers to their characteristics and or to any role tests that may be made for them. So that one CP strat that we had that only worked in the previous one, if you'd taken damage, you just give it to a model who gives it to a unit, and they have it all game. Very good. Will cost you, what, 20 points, I think? Uh, 10? 10 points? 10 points? Man, this is auto-take, honestly. The aut- like, auto, yeah. Yeah, like this is, uh, for those who aren't aware of this, they, like we, we discussed with this earlier, but this in uh, like a lot of mirrors, especially with damage reduction, it's a massive thing, or like minus one a wound is very common. This is amazing. Like the, the mm. this awesome upgrade, always take it, especially if your meta is full of like, uh, what do you like, orcs as well with a minus one a wound yeah. straight everywhere, stuff like that. You know, there's heaps of different armies with that. Very good. <laughs> All right. Which one's next? More tempered artifice. Uh, leaning back into that uh, Salamanter's uh, artifice armor stuff. Adeptus Society's uh, infantry model only. Add three to the strength characteristics of the bearer's melee weapon. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, it will run you 25 points for some reason. Oh, that's a bit steep for plus three strength. Yeah, no, never it, heard of you. Like, yeah, like you can get a power fist <laughs> up there on a captain when you go Super Saiyan, but like. It's okay, but not for 25 points. Nah. Uh, Forged in Battle is the next one. Um, while the bearer is leading a unit, once per turn, after making a hit roll or a saving throw uh, for a model, you, you can change the result to a six. I quite like that. How much is that one, mate? Forged in Battle, 15. Also, very, very good quality for its points. Points are all over the place. That's a very good rate for its points. Very good. Yeah, you should probably be switching this with the War-Tempered Artifice or the first yes. one, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, changing a six roll, always after a dice roll, right? Like, that's very good, especially for save throw or hit roll. It's essentially a CP if you, where you need it on that unit. So, like, for that re-roll. So, pretty solid. Yep. Nice. Give us the last. Adamantine Mantle. Now, that is a name we have heard before. Uh, Adeptus is Astartes models only. Each time an attack is allocated to the bearer, subtract one from the damage characteristic. If the attack was made with a melter or torrent weapon, change the damage characteristic to one instead. Ooh. Oh, Avatar of Cain, are you jealous? Ooh. Jelly. Jelly. Ah, you're overwatching me with 10 D-Scythe Wraithguard. <laughs> They're all on damage. Mm. You're, still, you're still probably dead. That's all on damage. <laughs> probably. But you're still, still probably dead. But it's going to be funny for like that half a minute. You're going to feel like a king. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's cool. It's, it's you know, minus one damage is always useful. Um, but it's on an infantry. Sorry, it's not infantry. It's a depth of this model. But you can only put it on characters, right? I don't think there's right. any characters dread, dreads in anymore or something like that. Um, but it would be useful in that case. Uh, how much is that one, mate? Uh, Apologies. I should have been looking already. Uh, 20. Okay, it's okay. The, the, it's reasonable. The, it's it's reasonable. It's probably the third best in the detachment, but it's it's fine. So, I'm putting yeah. it on a Talonmaster, straight up. True. Uh, Dark yeah. Angels benefit from that pretty heavily. Yeah, straight up. Might might make a Talonmaster back into my list. Very nice. Yeah, we, we will see. Uh, Armor Contempt is the first of the stratagems, so never freaking mind. Crucible of Battle is the next one, which is a battle tactic. It is one CP. It's in your shooting phase or the fight phase. One Adeptus Status Infantry unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight. Until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes an attack that targets the closest and eligible target within six, plus one to wound. So you have to be very close, but Inceptors just deep strike into that range, and you get plus one to wound for one CP. Very good going rate. That's pretty solid. If you're uh, 
sneaking in with interceptors, if you're jumping out of uh, land radar after it moves yeah. or impulses after it moves, and that, that's kind of hinting to where this detachment's going. Um, it, it's very good for just plus one to wound. Always a great modifier, especially with the wound rerolls removed. Well, it is just plus one to wound in the five phase as well. It is just lance in the five phase. So oh, it's a shooting true. phase or the five phase. Yeah. Um, you're always yeah, going to be within six in the five phase if you're getting to activate. <laughs> so this is plus one to wound. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Um, all right, next up. Rapid embarkation. So back into the transport type of thing, and this is a strategic ploy stratagem. It is one CP. Uh, end of the five phase, one Adeptus Astartes transport unit from your army that has no models embarked within it, and one Adeptus Astartes infantry unit that is wholly within six of that transport. Your infantry unit can re-embark in the transport. You cannot target an enemy unit that, sorry, an infantry unit that is within engagement range of one or more enemy units that can normally be embarked within this transport or disembark from transport this turn. So just to clarify on the restrictions there, essentially, if you're in engagement range, you cannot do it. And if you've already disembarked from a transport, you can't get back in one. I believe that's right, Adam? Yeah. 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 I believe that's this what strategy was. Yeah, yeah. This strategy is awesome, man. Um, it is yeah. really cool. Um, it allows you to funnel, like, get essentially, if you have a unit in the in a land raider with, I don't know, flame weapons that like, gets out, um, you get another unit that gets to jump back in for, your, for the next turn, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or in their it, turn, you get to go back in too. Exactly right. It, it's just in their turn, you can get out, get in, whatever. Um, unless you got exploded from a transport and you disembarked within six of another transport, mm. you can't get into a transport. I guess it's the only thing that can stop you in their turn from using this. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, then you'd have to have a champion. And a champion. It, it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. Anyway, but it's the still an awesome freaking strat. As well, isn't too bad. Like, yeah, it just it just means you have the ability to get. Get out, like, if you have infantry unit that, like, walk through wall, shoots, and there's a transport yes. within six of them, they can get back into that in your own turn as well for, as a defensive thing. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. You can almost... Well, the thing is, you can always, you almost use it to get more movement, right? Because you only have to be within 100%. six of the other transport. So you you walk out from a wall, you, you know, shoot and charge, kill a unit, and then you're within six. You, you wouldn't be able to do any further move to get you another six inches, and then one CP, you've just essentially moved another six inches with your whole unit. It sounds um, very Harlequin to me, mate. It does. It's really good. Though. It's so That's good. Very good. Uh, all right. Immolation protocols. That sounds spice. It is a battle tactic as well, but it is 2 CP. It's in your shooting phase. One Adeptus Astartes infantry unit. Sorry. One Adeptus Astartes unit, not infantry, from your army that has not been selected to shoot this phase. So any Astartes unit. I've really confused everybody. Until the end of the phase, torrent weapons equipped by models in a unit have the devastating wounds. Whoa. Boy, oh boy. Uh, you want damage? You want flame and damage? Uh, I know where to get it. Uh, it's called yeah. uh, Aggressors or Inferno Squad, right? <laughs> Is this so good that we put a captain, a Gravis captain in with the, the flame aggressors instead of the... Well, you would actually, wouldn't you? Because yep, you don't 100%. hit with the bio just does, doesn't do anything. So 100%. It's six Flamestorm aggressors in a uh, Redeemer with a Gravis captain. And, you know, he can have plus three strength though, mate. He's, he's... Oh, dude. <laughs> or you could ignore modifiers if they're like... Or you could ignore wound. all modifiers. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what's better. Yeah. But, but regardless, wonder. man, this stratagem is amazing. Um, I think um, an aggressive brick with twin linked because they have twin linked on the flamers does they about do. seven to eight mortal wounds off this. Um, I actually like this on the Inferno squad, and especially when you take mm -hmm. the Salamanders directly and their special characters give you reroll wounds yep. on a unit. Yep. Um, yep. So the Inferno squad is 10d6 versus being, I believe it's 66 plus one would be with the aggressors. Uh, you get a lot more damage out of it. I will say 
being that this is on torrent and flamer, this is a little bit of a one and done. It's not as maneuverable as the current bolted discipline brick um, because you can't do it from 18. Um, so you are committing here. But if you have to break someone's back, um, this is a good way to do it. it it's a good bit of damage yeah. and it, it's not overcosted uh, for 2CP, especially with a, a captain. It's a good combo. Yeah, so. I think it's a great combo. And this is what I was saying about people who want to do the thing that they're currently doing now in a new detachment. Essentially, if you can just change the guns on your aggressors, put in a captain instead of the biologist, straight back to work with the same combo. Yeah. Almost almost entirely. Um, onslaught of Fire is another battle tactic. Yep. There's one CP. happens in your shooting phase. Oh, sorry. Did I just read that previous one? I did. This is yours. That's right. That's right. Onslaught of Fire. One CP. Battle tactic strategy. I'll just repeat what Adam said. Uh, when you're shooting phase, uh, one Adeptus Astartes unit from your army that disembarks from a transport this turn has not been selected to shoot. And so the start of the phase, each time that model in your unit makes a ranged attack that targets the closest eligible unit within 12, add one to the hit roll. If one or more enemy models are destroyed as a result of those attacks, uh, select one of those destroyed models units and they must take a battle shock test um okay one cp for plus one to hit within 12 and if you kill one they have to take a battle shock test yep. one cp that's not bad that's not bad at all um that second part of that strat is written so terrible yeah but I, I, <laughs> everything I, I else i kind of had to paraphrase <laughs> you did um essentially if you kill a dude they're gonna take a battle shock it's yeah whatever of one yeah, unit okay. you target um, it's good it helps but flame again doesn't really lean to flame weapons because they don't hit obviously being torrents um, but there's other close range weapons that are that are good. Um, like again, Hellblasters would like that for the plus one to hit. But uh, again, Absolutely. you're gonna be in their grill. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, last one. Burning vengeance uh, is a battle tactic. Despite being red, frustrating. One CP. <laughs> use your, your opponent's shooting phase. Just after an enemy unit has resolved its attacks. One uh, transport unit from your army that was selected as a target at one or more of those units' attacks. One unit embarked within that transport can disembark as if it was your movement phase and can then shoot as if it was your shooting phase, but must only target that enemy unit when doing so. It can only do so if that enemy unit is an eligible target. So this is a lot of T's and C's and will, but will be awesome if you can pull it off. Yeah. This, this itself is an amazing strategy, especially for the fact that uh, it's a battle tactic. Granted, I don't think you can do it for free because you're not on the battlefield if you have a Correct. unit in the transport that gets out. Yeah. However, this combined with rapid embargation, it's clearly pointing this detachment in a specific way. Uh, essentially, rapid embargation, as we said, allows you to get into a transport after you've shoot, I've shot, fought, and get back in as long as you're in engagement range mm -hmm. and didn't get out of one. This allows you to get out in their turn. So you can link these together to do some awesome movement jank. Because if you get out in their turn, you're not in a transport, right? So you can use rapid yeah. navigation in your turn to get back in the transport after doing and get more movement. So Correct. this is really, really cool. I think I think this is really good. And have you noticed that everyone so far has had some shootback effect? All they have every attachment. Yeah. Yeah. There's all had some shoot back. Um I think this is I think this is fundamentally very good. And but, I mean it's only good if you're building into what this list is or what this attachment's already telling you to do. Yeah. Um this is the best attachment we've reviewed so far. It is possibly the one with the biggest, I guess, damage ceiling of the ones we're going to talk about. I believe doesn't it, and it has a very specific set of jank. Most it's all all to do with vehicles and transports. Yeah, look, you essentially like if you're running aggressors, you need to like you're running two bricks. Probably you take land raider. Otherwise, yep. you're probably running. 
uh, red, red, uh, not redemptors, uh, repulses, like the transport repulses, yep, yep. like Inferno squads and stuff like that. It, it gets a bit janky because uh, you still can't put Primaris Marines in Rhinos and like the Tactical Marines in uh, Impulses and whatnot. So you got to muck around with it there. But you'll probably have two to three bricks that can play with these transports that are mixed shooting combat and generally with flame weapons as well. And um, to be honest, man, like having some Vanguard vets or assault intercessors with jump packs now it isn't bad for this like it allows you to get up there and get in the grill they have assault so they can still shoot their pistols and whatnot so like it, it's still like it's it's viable um but it's definitely more leading into the close quarters cqc shooting uh, with yeah. a little bit of combat attached on with a plus one uh to wound roll on the closest well this is this is incentivizing the grind the mid-board grind yeah and i think that is a place where a, f- a huge amount of armies and matchups can be won and the fact is you were just talking about melee units there is just a one cp strat for plus one to wound in, in assault there is just that's just there um and so there is something there for if you want to get a little more aggressive especially when you've got aggressors they're getting out of a transport shoot kill something charge kill something else one cp kill the thing and more better it sounds pretty pretty fine um and so far I think this has not the best enhancement, but the best for the points enhancements. That I agree. So look, look, you don't need it. I'd love advance and charge in this but to get that extra bit of movement again, but um, you'd be greedy, right? Because if you're yeah. playing with aggressors and transports and you've got like rapid invocation, burning vengeance, crystal battle, and emulation protocols, man, like you really don't need any extra movement because these aggressors that normally move five are moving so much further by getting in and out of these yeah. transports anyway. So well, it, it, when I'm reviewing a detachment, I'm usually uh, talking about how many of the enhancements are takeable in a top-level list. The fact is, I think uh, there are two, if not three, of these that are very takeable. Most likely yep. two, the first two, Champion Humanity, War-Tempered Artifice. Um, and then five out of six of the Strats of Bangers, five out yeah. of six, they're all good. Usually it's 50-50. Usually, in fact, usually it's thirds. It's one-third forgettable, one-third situational, one-third really good. This is five very, very every turn. If you can slap them down, going to be good. Totally agree. And I think this will require a bit of finesse uh, to apply because you can't just ram into someone's face. It's not Ungabunga. It's not 30 uh, custodes. Um, yeah. But it, it is has the ability to el- eloquently apply damage if you get your movement and your transport play correctly done. Agreed. Um, we have probably... Mm, that's probably it for today. That's probably where we're going to leave it. We're going to save... The Stormlance, Vanguard, and First Company Task Force, in addition to chit-chatting about the data sheets uh, for to next week's episode. Not tomorrow. <laughs> I may record it tomorrow, but it's going to be for next week's episode. Uh, but I just wanted to thank you very much for coming on, mate. Um, and I know you have read all six, and we will talk about all six from a top-down for a little bit now. Um, as it sits right now, I do think the Firestorm Assault Force might be the best thing that I can do with my current 2,000-point Gladius lists. How do you feel about that? Yeah, look, I, I think Firestorm is good. I like it a lot. Um, I, I think it has a lot of play. I think you have to build into it, though. And currently, you, people are taking maybe one or two transports. You kind of have to build yeah. back into more of them. Well, there's um, quite a few There's quite a few points that have been disrupted in that list. I mean, naturally, the, the Desolates yeah. are absolutely gone. Thunderflies are gone. Scout uh, snipers are gone as well. So there yeah. could easily be 300-ish odd points vacant in that list that you can be that can be maneuvered around. Obviously, you swap out your um, apothecary bio just for a Gravis captain. That's a bit of points there. Uh, but of, like apart from that, most of the list can stay exactly the same. Pretty similar. I think you probably want a second aggressive brick if you're going to fight assault firestorm. I, I agree. Man, I, I really like Ironstorm Spearhead. I know it's probably not as competitive as uh, Firestorm Assault because walking through walls is obviously very good. Um, but even a vehicle castle, like in teams, 
uh, or if you're playing on live boards, like uh, more on the frontline gaming type of stuff, this is it's still going to be a very viable attachment yeah. to. I think yeah. the, the ones we've read, they seem to have a theme. Those themes seem to fit. And so far, two out of three have hit the mark, in my opinion. Um, yes, the damage is round, down, but their capabilities have been widened. And people just need to yeah. remember that and realize that it, it allows to express skill, which is really cool. Correct. Well, so and the thing that I mean, I think we've all we've talked about this that like <laughs> I think the Iron Storm Spearhead, I think Dark Angels do it better than um, than Iron Hands do. Like yep. straight up. Yep. And, and the same thing could be said for Dark Angels doing the Stormlands better than White Scars can do, and uh, Space Wolves possibly doing it better than the Dark Angels can do. Uh, it's it just and and Blood Angels, you know, all, all getting huge amounts of value. Vanguard Spearhead. Yeah. Like, the Vanguard yeah, Spearhead's awesome. Yeah. It's infiltrating. So, so good. Yeah, um, um, I like to see Black Templars in uh, some yes. of these. E yep. Even like the the uh, Iron Storm with the reroll, pretty good on free melt weapons on your chassis for transports with ETs. Um, so you know, there's a few options. The the non codex definitely have a lot more viability than the standard codex. But I'm sure you'll get into that next week with your non codex specialists. Well, yes, but also I wanted to say that I wish there was another stratagem in these, or there was another enhancement, ah. or there was another line of text for okay. the attachment rules to make them incentivized over their counterparts. Uh, the Iron Storm Spear, straight up. I take uh, Iron Hands, and cool, mm. I get, um, what, what's the big, what's the big Chodius boy? Chungus, what's big Chungus? Is oh, dude, the, the um, Iron Father Ferros. <laughs> I can get Ferros in there, who gets some level of goodness to add it into this. Um, or I could have um, Samael, Talon Masters, Dark Shrouds for my three Redemptors and three Ballistas Dreads that now get Stealth and Shrouded. Like, sorry, um, yeah, minus wow. one to hit and plus one save. You put know, the just, Vanguard buff. <laughs> just exactly. Put the Vanguard buff in the Iron Storm Spearhead. Like, it just makes it better than anything Iron Hands can do, I think, right now. But I wish there was another strat. I wish there was an Iron Hand strat in the in the Iron Storm Spearhead. I wish there was an yeah. a, a Imperial Fist strat. Like, if you are Imperial Fists, maybe you get to move at half speed whilst getting the um the entire, you know, Anvil. Sand um, still. Yeah, yeah, but getting the standstill. Remain, remain. You you can stand still if you move, you know, at half speed, like or at minus two even. Or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. I, I wish I wish there was a rider because it's so obvious that <laughs> what they're built for is not what they're best used for. Yeah, look, man. All we can hope for is that as the other codexes roll out, which we'll see with Dark Angels still uh, soon, I imagine that Dark Angels may actually lose access to these, uh, and they might these Correct. attachments might build into. Correct pure codex compliant marines uh, and the dark angels will have a set of six or blood angels you know they'll have six attachments or five attachments in their own book that they get to choose from um yeah. that will bring some unique flavor there and hopefully breathe some life at that point into core marines uh directly i 100 percent want that to be the case like desperately want that to be the case uh because right now everyone's just going to have their their beautifully painted salamanders uh, <laughs> actually, sorry. The Five Storm is, is probably the only one that Salamanders might be better than everybody else because legitimately Vulcan giving pointing at somebody giving full rerolls to wound is legitimately very powerful. Yeah, and, and you get combat rerolls re um, from the other characters as well, leading a unit of I don't know, like Blade Guard or aggressors jumping yeah. out of transport. So yeah, pretty good. All right. On that note, we will wrap it up. Thank you very much, mate. If you had to, sorry, we'll get, because you have read the entire document so far, um, if you were to rate the rules from this book out of 10 for how enjoyable, good, and well-structured they are for Space Marine players, what would you give it out of 10? As one score, I think ooh, I think it's hard to judge as one score. I think thematically it's good. Um, I think that the power is slightly down. So 
it's hard to judge being one of the early codexes. I'd have to probably put it like a seven to an eight. Like it's yep. good. Yep. It's not perfect. The theme's there. Um, and, and but the power is dropped off. And as we've discussed, like the design of non-codex societies being better is a bit disappointing. I, I'd hope that core marines that got a bit more love here in terms of not there, like I guess mm. giving them more rules, but it, it's still good. It's a good it's a good book to start off. And I, I hope the edition leans on this and uh, we get to see these detachments. Uh, build out and maintain their longevity um, and yeah. don't drop off over the next couple of months to a year. Fundamentally, I like the power level drop off as long as it's consistent with the other codexes coming down the pipe, which yeah. is kind of what we saw. You know, I, I want uh, with, with Tyranids as well, the power stayed the same or got a little bit worse. I want that to be, but the diversity and the a number of viable units exploded. I want that to be the case for this entire edition. If I had, to, if I had the choice, uh, I, I do, th- I, I give this more of a six to a seven. Okay. Um, I do like the some of the streamlining effects that have happened. I do like some of the removal of data sheets, although my heart absolutely hurts for the sheer amount of bikes <laughs> that I have that I cannot use. It's <laughs> my, so, man, my soul. I almost wish they didn't half measure it and they just got rid of every kit that they were going to get rid of because we know next edition is probably going to be a couple more. Next edition is probably going to be a couple more. Just kind of rip off the Band-Aid already. Yeah. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me, J-Dub. Um, <laughs> I've still got predators <laughs> and things. You're giving me hope. Um uh, but yeah, I, on the whole, I think this is a, is a pretty good six or a seven out of 10. And, but I do not think space Marines are going to move much into tier list. They're going to sit as a, I think as a mid B to mid a tier codex. I actually think Ben, this puts them slightly down because you like, yes, they've gained tools, but oath is slightly worse. And one of the mm. biggest things, and you see them in nearly every list. Like I was looking at the LGT list from this weekend with Olivier, uh, the French captain in yep, yep, uh, yep. top, top eight and oh, uh, the darkest list. Very yeah. cool list. I actually got to, to play him with WTC, and it was it was very similar list, very awesome to play him. Very cool. Um, but the uh, the biggest thing here is they all have scouts, which are that you can't be outside yeah. targeted outside twelve. And yeah. losing that, in my opinion, that cheap unit that can screen or hold objectives against artillery, um, is a little bit of a problem. And we'll have to find something. Marine players are going to have to kind of skew and find something to fill that role. And to be honest, like some of these detachments don't like lean away from that, but you still need an objective holder at the back and. Hopefully there's something there, like, you know, Libby's can do it, uh, Phobos Libby's can do it, but yeah, it's going to be interesting, um, but yeah, hopefully work it out. We will work it out. On that note, we will sign out, mate. We're going to go over and answer your patron questions over on the part two. Hopefully you will join us there if you have not already. Uh, Art of War, then under over on Patreon. See you there. Join that Discord. Talk some smack. Tell us how your Space Marine adventures have been going and your tentative edition adventures as well. And uh, yeah, we'll see you there. Big Willie M's in there, aren't you, mate? I am. It's a good Discord, mate. <laughs> it's, it's all right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I do. I do what I can. I juggle a lot. Anyway, thank you so much for juggling, coming on with us, mate. Hopefully, the audio quality has been better for those at home. And yeah, enjoy your first half of the Space Marines review. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40k. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.